Let's pass the vazool, baby. Come on in. screamers welcome to the scream until you like it podcast um once again i say i hope you're still screaming i hope you're starting to like it um i'm clint xavier today which is a nod to the movie that we're going to discuss today uh and i have mike's mama so socks in hell aka evil mike with me today as always and down here we have nicole and we also have ryan because we have some strong opinions on this movie we're getting ready to talk about which of course is the exorcist believer um it seems right now we have uh, possession movies on the brain. So I'm hoping that maybe this is the last one that we really cover for a little while, because I don't know how much more of these I could take. Mike, how about you? I'm pretty much done with them <laughs> myself. I'm not a possession guy to begin with. And it's like all I've been watching. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those things that I've kind of found out about these movies. Uh, we've got we've got mixed mixed reviews like uh online like people we know um uh, either reluctantly admit that they like this movie or they say that they absolutely hate it and they start dumping on david gordon green so um and a lot of people like to do that so and i kind of feel like you're either um a blumhouse fan slash david gordon green fan or you're not um there doesn't seem to be a lot in between like i find that there's two camps you either absolutely love not everything, but a lot of what he's done, or you absolutely hate everything he's done. But there's people that just like to jump on that. I hate, you know, green bandwagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've noticed that on the Friday the 13th you know, forums, you know, where everybody likes to dump on some of my favorite Friday I, the 13th movies. Like I said, in the group, when Halloween Ends came out, some guy wrote... I didn't think it was bad, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, soon as all the shit came out about it, like, the mm-hmm. same guy posted, like, a totally different post. It was, that shit sucked. That, uh, that guy can't make a movie to make. I'm like, I, like, I almost want to say, was this not you? Like, a screenshot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's... That would have been awesome. I wish you could have <laughs> done that. You know, some people just like to get in that echo chamber. They step inside, they go, this movie sucks. And they're waiting. <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i see a ton of that online and I, I i do not engage i do not engage i hold my own opinions and i move on so i just want to say this movie is supposed to be a direct well more or less sequel to the original from 1973 um which also sucked <laughs> now now i'm no, gonna no. say it right now okay so everybody yeah. knows that movie that movie what? fucking sucks, man. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Mike is not a fan I've of the never OG. Heard Mike. Wow. I've... Talk about this before. Next, he's going to say he doesn't like ET. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a toss up of which one sucks more. <laughs> That's a hard one. 
<laughs> but yes, I openly hate The Exorcist. I think it's a dumb movie. I don't think it's scary. I wow. don't see the hype about it. But okay. if you love it, that's great. Yeah. Well, should we start there? Uh, get everybody's opinion on the original movie and uh, and what kind of frame of mind to put them in for this new one. What do you think of that? Well, Nicole. I just went. So, Nicole. Yes. Um, I'm Tell a, us how I'm, you feel about the OG. Uh, the OG scariest movie ever made still gives me nightmares. Saw it when I was 10. Scared the shit out of me. Loved okay. it. And did anything that you uh, love about that movie put you in a mindset to be excited for Believer? Or did it make you like apprehensive about, I hope they don't fuck this up? A little both. Um, I was very excited, extremely excited. Um, but I also knew that it wasn't going to measure up to the original, no matter what they did. Um, but I, I was, I was excited and looking forward to it. Okay. Well, well, what did you want? You want Captain Howdy to come back? I mean, um, I, more, more Ouija I, boards. <laughs> what would it have taken for this to live up to the original? I thought it measured There's up. There's nothing it sucked could just have as done. much as the other one. Bring back, bring, <laughs> bring back William Friedkin to direct it. That's what would have made it amazing. Oh, it's funny you say that. Um, but I'll move on for the moment. Okay. Ryan, how do you feel about the original Exorcist from 1973? So I think I also was about 10 when I saw it for the first time. Um, I got about halfway through and promptly fell asleep. Um, now, I have grown to appreciate it with age. I do enjoy The Exorcist. Um, I come back to it every now and again. It's a fun watch, fun being like, I guess, hypothetically fun. Um, it does have its moments. Uh, oddly enough, the creepiest moment for me is the one that was added in later, the spider walk. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I'm definitely in the camp of, I don't get the hype, but it is far from the worst horror movie I've ever seen. It's a perfectly serviceable horror movie. Uh, I'm like you, though. I'm not a huge possession guy. So okay. a movie that deals from beginning to end with possession, just kind <clears> of <throat> yeah. take it or leave it. Um, so going into David Gordon Green's, I mean, I've seen all the Exorcist movies uh, multiple times. So, I mean, I wasn't, my bar wasn't set super high. Um, it's not the worst Exorcist movie. Maybe, but it's pretty darn close. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, me, believe it or not, uh, the original 73, I only saw it a couple years ago. Um, Ooh. so, and I thought what was going to happen was the same thing that always happens when I wait decades to see a movie that everybody knows and loves that I'm going to watch it and be like, what the fuck was the hype all about with that? I don't, I don't understand. I've done that so many times with, with movies that people clearly love. Um, but I really liked it. Um, I, I, there was only a couple like points of the story I thought were kind of stupid or hokey, you know, like the Ouija board and all that, you know, I, I, I've seen so many shitty Ouija board movies that like, they do nothing for me. And I, I really get annoyed when they're a major plot point. And, and it definitely was. Um, but despite that, I did enjoy the flow of the story. Um, I felt that they, they, they built um, 
built up to a good, you know, final, you know, showdown. Um, I did like the backstory on Maximine Cito's character and, and things like that. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the ending. So it's like, usually that's where movies like this screw it up for me is at the ending. Um, and going into this, I, I was not expecting it to be as good uh, for sure. Um, and I really feel that it wasn't. Um, but there was a lot of highlights that I, I really enjoyed about this. And I felt that they made a pretty good go of it. So um, I'm going to pause right here and just say, if you're watching this and you have not seen Exorcist Believer, we are probably about to spoil the absolute balls out of this movie. So maybe don't watch the rest of what we're going to say until after you've seen the movie. So um, just putting it out there now. Disclaimer. Don't want to ruin it, it for you. Turn it off. Go watch it. Come back another time. So anyhow, <clears throat> do we want to break right into this? Mm -hmm. All right. So we get the very first thing that happens is we get a couple of dogs fighting on a beach. Now, um, one of the things that I, I like about that is, is it feels like foreshadowing. Um, like typically in movies, animals act strange, you know, when something's about to happen. So I don't know if that's what they were trying to do here. I know at least one of you said that, uh, oh, didn't they do that in the first movie? I don't remember that, but I mean, if you say that it happened, I'll have to take your word for it. Where were the dogs in that? In the I original, uh, Max von Sydow was seeing the fighting in uh, uh, Cairo or Iraq. Iraq. Where he is. Okay, when he's at the archaeological dig. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's that's kind of cool, and that's one of the things that you know I'll say that Blumhouse seems to do is is they they pay pretty close attention to the original movies, and they give you uh, some nice nods uh to it and i did spot a couple throughout this i don't even know if i caught them all i probably didn't um but we're basically in uh, Porto prince haiti um and we just see a dude and his pregnant wife dude's a photographer and his wife is assisting him i guess i mean they both have cameras they're both taking photographs so uh, i assume they're a team um but um the wife is shopping for some things and um she actually makes her way into a shop where a, uh, a young boy noticing her condition uh, asks her to, to meet somebody. And she has a very nice, like ritual, like a blessing ceremony um, by some old Haitian woman, you know, who just wants to bless her, her child uh, with a, some protection thing. Um, and, and that's Potter cool. Started the same way. Just, yeah, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Harry Potter yeah. had a protection spell. Yeah. Not everybody had, would want to do that. Had that work? I mean, it worked <laughs> for Harry Potter. I guess it works for this baby too. So they end up taking pictures in a church. You know, the wife is like, "I'm not going up to the tower with you. My feet hurt." You know, and he's like, "Oh, well, let's just go back." She's like, "No, go get your pictures." You know. Um, so they part ways. She goes back to where they're staying and, and in order to lay down while well, he continues to, to take his photos and there just so happens to be an earthquake devastating to the building. She tries to get out of the building um, building partially collapses and she's basically trapped inside uh, husband freaking out when he realizes that there's an earthquake happening runs 
runs to this apartment that they're they're staying at um and he gets inside uh despite the danger and he finds her um basically responsive and we assume gets her to the hospital um and then he is faced with a choice um the doctors have to explain to him via an interpreter that um anything they do to try to save the child will be harmful to the mother and we have to assume vice versa because they're basically telling him to make a choice um we can save one um they don't tell you his choice and then they cut to 13 years later in percy georgia can i just say something really quick about that choice yeah um we already said we're gonna spoil the shit out of this right yeah yeah so we don't find out to the end of the movie that he actually chose his wife um and this is one of the issues i have with this movie i feel there's a lot of potential for some character growth and it's just kind of set to the wayside i think it really would have benefited the audience to know the choice he made from the get-go so that the whole time he's dealing with the possession of his daughter we know this was a man who didn't even want this child he wanted to save his wife um Mm. and instead we're just given this twist at the end oh surprise by the way he never wanted her but there's a lot of potential for growth there like we could have had his character like there could have been a little bit of that resent like he's never presented as a guy who has any resentment towards his daughter which he clearly does it like he's grown to love her Mm -hmm. but the fact that the audience isn't aware of the choice that he made and the fact that he has dealt with this this guilt Mm -hmm. for his entire life until the very very end of the movie i just feel is a missed opportunity i can kind of see that point i would kind of disagree with that too just because um like um, the the demons lied quite often in the movie, and they just made the statement that she was a child that he didn't want. But if you're in the moment, you know, and I like the fact that they sprung it on us, you know, because it was uh, it was something that we we kind of weren't expecting. You know, it sounds like something a demon would say, you know, mm-hmm. but he reacted to it so fiercely that uh, that it seemed to be true. Um, he. Um, he never said that he didn't want the child. And then he does in a few minutes, you know, reaffirm his love for her and that he wants her to come back to him. Um, But when you think about the moment where he had to make the choice, he's making a choice between the woman that he knows and love and the child that he hasn't met. Um, So it's easier. um, I believe. I think he does show the guilt throughout the movie because he is so overprotective. Um, if you notice, like he doesn't let her go, you know, he, his first instinct is to not let her go to a friend's house after school to do homework because he's so overprotective. He wants her with him all the time, not just because he loves her, I think, but because he knew his wife wanted her so bad and wanted her protected so bad that he overcompensates. Actually. Yeah, no, that's fair. He seems to go a little overboard. (laughs) I still think I'm right, but I mean, that's fair. Well, you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. Continue. Mike, any thoughts on that since we, since we focused on it? Uh, I wouldn't say he didn't want her. More like, like you said, he had a choice thrown on him. Mm-hmm. And 
your wife who you've known for years, you know, you know, you could almost compare it to like a miscarriage. Yeah. You know, like where you don't, you, you never met the baby. You don't know the baby. You, you can always, always have another, another one. child with your wife. Yep. You know, so I get the choice. And I don't know. I don't see. I think he felt regret. I mean, you, he obviously lost his faith in God. He was like, you know, he was kind of a, a miserable dick the whole movie. Even before <laughs> the daughter was lost, he was. I get it. I, mean, I get it. It wouldn't be a possession movie if somebody didn't lose their faith. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. That does seem to happen quite often, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah, we got dad and daughter. Uh, so we know uh, we just assume what his choice was, you know, even though it turns out not to be correct, um, that uh, that she made it and the mother did not. Um, they're basically having breakfast and she doesn't want the bacon because she saw a documentary on animal cruelty. Um, and, um, and he's like, you see one documentary, you know, and now you don't want to eat breakfast. Um, so this is where she drops a story on him that she wants to study with her friend after school. And he immediately pushes back, you know, like he doesn't want to do it. Um, they go outside. Uh, he questions her about a scarf that she's holding. Um, and she lies about it. He catches her in it. He's like, it's like, come on, it's your mom's stuff. Um, and he takes it from her. They go to get the car. He immediately gets yelled at by his nosy neighbor who wants him to take his trash cans back in. <laughs> and he doesn't say it, but like uh, written on his face, I can basically see, go fuck yourself. And uh, he gets in the car and they leave. <clears throat> um, so uh, and and does the nice little fuck you wave when he drives by, <laughs> which, is, which is cool. I love those. I do them all the time. Uh-huh. Um, so. Um, I thought it was interesting that when she's sitting in class, um, oh wait, I forgot to say, um, he gives her permission, basically go study with your friend, be home by dinner when he drops her off at school. And I found it interesting when she's sitting in class, um, like, um, I love how in movies, sometimes they put things that are semi-relevant, uh, in the classrooms whenever they're, they're kind of doing that, you know, like they did it in like a couple of the Halloween movies. Uh, and so forth, kind of like, I don't know, um, along the same subject matter or a nod to it or foreshadowing of something that's about to happen. You know, this movie, uh, they were sitting in class and I don't know if you caught the audio, but they were listening to um, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Because I caught key words, yes. you know, like um, like Chamber Door and <clears throat> Lenore and Times of Yore and... Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're listening to the Raven. You know, I wonder if that's significant. Um, and um, I, I guess to a degree, you could draw some parallels. Any thoughts on that? I like that they put it in there. My only I understanding like the of the uh, Raven is from the Treehouse of Horror episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> well, I don't feel I'm qualified to well, I mean, have any opinion. You are. It was that's fair. Before. It was just It was just Homer reciting it. But I mean, yeah. you know. That, that's well, I mean, the Raven is about a guy pining over his oh, a wife that he lost or a girlfriend. Or, mm-hmm. And the guy lost his wife in Haiti. Yep. So, I mean, there's those parallels. Yeah. So with the Raven reminding the man of his uh, lost love, Lenore, is, um, shoot, I can't remember her name. 
the daughter, what's her name? Angela. Angela. Is Angela the Raven in this case? That's possible. That's a nice mm. thought. Because she's the constant reminder of what he lost. Mm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, according to the poem, you know, the Raven will never leave. Um, which I think is, uh, that's nice. That's a good thought. Thank yeah. you for that. I didn't I'm think smart. of it myself. Look at that. Just getting deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it, here's the part that kind of lost me. I don't know where the kids got their, their idea for this, uh, what study they made to do it, you know, what made them think that uh, taking an article of clothing and a picture of somebody that you're trying to contact and hypnotizing yourselves in a underground, what looks like drainage uh, pit um, in the woods, how how that was going to work in order to speak with the dead. I mean, I, I don't know if this was hypnotism. I don't know if this was like some attempt at a seance. It was very vague, but it looked like hypnotism to me. What did it look like to you? No, definitely more hypnotism than like a seance. Mm -hmm. But right from this point on until it's everything is vague. This is like one of my issues of this movie. Okay. They, they don't tell you where they went. They don't tell you what happened. They don't tell, you know, I would have liked to see like, as it happened, like something attaching to them or, but you don't yeah. hear nothing of them until, till fucking goober finds them in the shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to get a little bit of extra, you know, like yeah. uh, like maybe something that they fucked up, you know what I mean, where they made we, a mistake. We got more we got more in this than we ever got in the original. Right. All we got was like, some dialogue in the original. Something about a Captain Howdy and she does a Ouija with her mom for like 30 seconds. Next thing you know, she's masturbating with a crucifix and speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this yeah. movie at least I can't believe I'm fucking defending this movie. <laughs> this movie at least tried to establish that they were like dabbling in stuff that maybe they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, it didn't really feel like a dark art to me is, is what I'm getting at. It felt like hypnotism. And like every time I've ever seen or, or heard anybody mention hypnotism before, it's always been something relatively safe, um, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like a key word, but it's almost like they both got hypnotized at the same time when one was trying to assist the other. Um, but their goal was to call out beyond the ether and try to speak with uh, with a soul on the other side. Um, so yeah, that was a little muddy for me. Um, I wasn't quite buying the method, um, but I'll just have to take it on. Hey, it's an exorcism movie. You got to have some reason for why somebody gets possessed. Nicole, you look like you got something to say about this. Go for it. I always have something to say when when I'm right and you're wrong. Oh um, <laughs> I think the original, like you said, we only got a little bit of dialogue, Captain Howdy. The Ouija is a door. They opened a doorway. Captain Howdy, as he presented himself, obviously it was a demon, um, came through that door. That's how she got possessed. She opened that fucking door with that Ouija board. Mm -hmm. In this one, I believe it was a seance. We saw um, Catherine with the it would look like a locket or a pendant or something swinging it yeah. i think they were having a seance and they needed something personal which is why she took the scarf and they opened that door to let that's, these demons in 
that's how I took it too, is that it was a seance. Yeah. Okay. Like they're trying to communicate. I don't know if it was with her mother or yeah, I think she was trying to talk to yeah. her mother. Um yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's that's well, classic that. demon one oh one. Yeah, she you said know. that when she finally got home and yeah. she was in bed and the father said, What were you doing out there? I was trying to talk to mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's classic okay. demon one oh one. You someone opens the door and the demon sneaks through. Yep. Exactly. The entire insidious franchise hangs on that. <laughs> true, true. Exactly. But but with that particular method, I almost feel like you need somebody who is um, sensitive to it or, or spiritually enlightened of some sort. Like, like there's somebody who has the ability to, to uh, speak to the other side and they're, they're the ones putting you in contact with it. You know, mm -hmm. I typically don't see people doing it themselves. But both of those girls were, were equally vulnerable because neither had been baptized. Mm. And that gets brought up. It does get brought up. I immediately rejected it because the mother said it. Um, and they, they're just those those pious religious types. Yeah. You know I mean? Which is exactly why I didn't like them. Reagan was um, not baptized either. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I'm safe then. That happened when I was like 18 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no one is safe, but it helps. It, again, this is my opinion. I'm just. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Um, yeah. So, um, that's really all I got to say about that. That was kind of like, to me, I felt that was clunky, but I, I accepted it for the purposes of the story and moved on. I don't know if there was anything, anything significant about the place where they performed that. Um, but it certainly became significant throughout the rest of the movie. Yes. Um, they did not explain that well. No. As to why they were in that. I understand they needed to go to a place where they wouldn't get caught by their parents. Yeah. Um, so they just took off into the wooded area, but there were, there was no reasoning for them being in like a drainage sewer or yeah. wherever they were. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't make a ton of sense to me. No. You know, I agree with you with that, but that could just be kids being kids though. Yeah. 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 I mean, despite the fact that these girls are clearly played by what? 15, 16 year olds. Yeah. Exactly. They, they are supposed They're to be supposed like to be 11. 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. Just why? Why would you like uh, descend down into a a pit that looks like it could be the the doorway to the underworld? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you want to you want to talk to people in the afterlife. You want to kind of go somewhere that looks like dead. Like you couldn't just go sit on a friggin' log. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. mean, back in my day, we just went to the cemetery. But you know, you want to go into a drainage dish. More power to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably or, smells uh, like that. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> it could have um, just been them exploring, you know, like yeah. you said, kids being kids, girls being yeah. girls. Like they, they could have just, you know, been looking for a good place to sit and found it, you know? Yeah. Um, some folks may want to go to a, a higher place, you know yeah, what I mean? Where what they're they're elevated, where they might want to be, you know, if their idea of heaven is up there, you know, I mean, they might want to be closer to it. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I was a kid once. I probably would have done the same damn thing. Yep. Um, because it looked cool. Yeah. Um, so dad still takes pictures, family portraits. Um, he sits there and grins and bears it. You could tell he absolutely hates his freaking job. Um, getting all these uh, kids running around and dad's trying to control their kids and, and all that nonsense. And he has to lie to him and say, Oh, I'm getting good stuff. It looks great. You know, <laughs> he, he's sitting there trying to edit the photos when it's all over, and uh -huh. 
next thing you got the flickering with the lights there's always electrical disturbances so um i think this was maybe at the moment something happened to uh to his kid um mm -hmm. and he wouldn't have been aware of it just like oh something's up with the lights looks at his laptop squiggly lines all over his photos oh that's kind of fucked up and he just he says all right that's enough he closes the laptop and i just have an issue with that i'm like who the hell shuts down their laptop like that i mean i will save whatever it is i'm working on i will close programs if i think there's something wrong with it, i'm gonna reboot it you know what i mean he's just like nope bloop, done freaking psycho why would you do that <laughs> um do you close your laptop like that feeling personally attacked here <laughs> <laughs> i'm asking do you close your laptop like that yes <laughs> wow i don't I, I close all the programs and I do too. Shut everything down. But at Closing work, the laptop does all that. But at work, I just hit the power button because the IT guy's like, don't ever just hit power, just shut everything down. You know, it's, it's like giving the computer a heart attack. So, being that it's work, I do it every fucking time. <laughs> Good for you. Stick it to the man, Mike. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But my personal, I shut all the programs and shut it down <laughs> the correct way. Right, right, right. Well, you know, it's like, there is a certain amount of backups like in a computer that happens, but you know, anytime you close a program without saving something, it throws up a notification and yells at you. Hey, oh, your work could be lost. If you do this, you got to make know. sure all those point sites are close, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Your <laughs> download might fail, you know? So anyhow, I just, I take personal issue with that. Maybe there's no problem with it. I'm not an IT guy, but uh, there it is. And we do see a demon face in one of the shutter clicks as he's taking the pictures of this family. And really? I, this is the third time I've watched the movie, and it was the first time I caught it. We actually see a quick demon. Okay, you do, don't pictures. you? See, I wasn't sure. I saw something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. oh, I must have just seen the the squiggly lined. No, know. there there was a there was a face when he clicked the shutter. Yep. Oh wow, I didn't see that. That's interesting. Oh, that had me pop out of my chair. Yeah. Huh. I watched that scene a couple times thinking I saw something, but I couldn't off to go again, knowing yeah. now that there is. Yep. But yeah. like I watched it a couple times because I thought I did, but I could never catch it. Yep. Yeah. Well, the dad does seem to experience a lot of odd phenomena by himself. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that that kind of goes along with, with something he says a little bit later when he's talking to the, the parents of uh, Catherine, um, where he just explains, he's like, my daughter and I are spiritually connected. Yeah, we're close. We're tight. He's like, we're very close. He's like, this isn't like her. Um, and and that kind of feels like, well, maybe they are. Maybe they are linked in some way that he's sensitive to whatever's happening to her. Yeah. Um, that I like the fact that they didn't go like super off the deep end with that. Yeah. And like kind of make him like psychic or some stupid shit like that. Um, I, I'm glad they kind of left it there. But but that's interesting. Nice catch. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. In the shutter click. Hmm. So, yeah, um, when he gets home and he realizes that his little girl didn't do what he said to get home by dinner, um, he's super confused by it. He doesn't even get angry. He's like, uh, what's going on? So he's digging around. He, he digs up a, uh, a school directory, which I guess has some parents' phone numbers in it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he just starts calling who think he thinks is connected. He ends up talking to Catherine's parents. Uh, and find out that through other phone calls that she didn't go to where 
she was uh, saying she was going to go. Neither of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually done pretty well, I thought, because it's like most movies are, you know, kind of lazy with that stuff. But like, that's actually stuff like a kid would do. The you old know, like, true. Oh, I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going to your house and you're yeah, going to mine. Yeah, you're going to my house or we're going to this person's house, you know, uh-huh. if anybody asks and everybody's story is like watertight. Yeah. Because you know. we've see, never that. Always, that. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. To me, that always seemed like such a... I don't know. I guess maybe I'm alone on this. Like, if my daughter's going to someone's house after school, I've connected with the parents via That's text good. message or a quick phone call. Like, we, we've always touched base. So yeah. I feel this plan would fail before it even got a chance to start. That is something that bothered me a little, because as overprotective as he is, you would think he would double check with the parents. He heard about it from the kid, but he didn't talk to the parents about it. He doesn't even know who the parents are because the dude yeah. was honking at him. Yeah. They were in while the, they were in, in the, the drop off line. Yeah. And he didn't even realize it was his daughter's friend's parents. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't like they were sleeping away overnight, though. Right. So they would, they would, that's why it probably was a little less, you know, they were only right. supposed to but study old, together after school for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a super protective parent. And at the very least, if my daughter's hanging out with a new friend, I meet, like, I'll drop her off there and introduce myself to the parents. Yeah. But yep. I, 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 I am one of those overprotective. <laughs> yeah. I would do that. I had everybody over my phone. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll say hi to them. And be like, okay, you guys don't seem like serial killers. Here's my daughter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let her play with any guns. And uh, I'll be back later. Yep. Don't let her go into the woods to do any seances. Yeah. I would have their addresses so I know what kind of, you know, what part of the neighborhood they lived in and if, you know, I should be extra cautious. And yeah. Yeah. So, no, you're absolutely right. Like, especially for an overprotected dad like him, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the movie's got a movie, right? Yeah. It does. It does. Um, they end up finding out they walked off into these woods uh, from another kid who's part of their lie. Um, and they take off, you know, uh, the dad, Victor, and the parents of Catherine um, into the woods looking for them. Um, we find out that they went ahead and started that before the cops even arrived. They called the police to help look. Um, they did not find them, but the dad, just having that that sense about him, um, did kind of zero in on this drainage thing um, and found the item that they were using for the hypnotic trance or seance or whatever you want to call it. Um, And their shoes and their shoes, uh, which is disturbing to say the least. It's like, you know, it's, it's, that would be dumbfounding. It's like, you don't find your kid, but you find her shoes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, you know, your your brain's gonna be going a mile a minute trying to think what the hell just happened, to my kid. My first thought um, would be struggle. There yeah. was a struggle, and she lost her shoes. Uh, the police are actually coming up with some pretty good ideas for how to look for the kids. Uh, they know that these woods are pretty close to where um, some vagrants or some homeless or uh, I forget what they called them. Uh, transients. Transients. You know, um, dwellingly challenged. I don't know uh, what what they were saying. Uh, at any rate, it was a community of homeless people basically around there, mm-hmm. and and they they want to. They're starting to talk to like homeless people. Um, Dad doesn't think they're doing enough with that, so he goes and he hangs out at the local soup kitchen, 
mm-hmm. and starts talking to a few of them. All that gets him is enraged uh, and upset, thinking about things that could have happened to his daughter and and um, having it hinted at by homeless people in the field. It dude downright flips the table, walks out. He's, He's a like, better Billy person Joel. than I was. I would have broke yeah. his neck. I- <laughs> but at the same time, like these are homeless people. These people have mental illness. What were you right. hoping? For? Yeah. What, were you, what kind of yeah. answers were you looking for? He was probably just hoping for anything that would point him in the right direction. Exactly. When you're a parent, and your kid's missing. You're going to talk to yeah. anybody you can. And he just couldn't handle what he heard. No. <laughs> I don't though, blame him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I these was, guys, first of all, like they they're mental. And they they live on even if they're not mental, they live, look at their lifestyle. They're not going to use any filter. They're going to tell you, no, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. It's so like his... crossing a freeway at rush hour and then getting pissed because a car hits you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. That's good. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I get it. No, I get it. Like he's 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 grasping at straws and and the table flipping. Yes, he was pissed off at what the guy said, but this is also a dad who's just. He doesn't know, like he's yeah. doesn't know what else to do. He's, he's already reaching at straws, and he's frustrated. Yeah, he's barely holding it together. I mean, yeah. and and I feel like that was a good way of representing that. Yeah. That he's he's doing a very good job of not showing the world the emotions, the whirlwind of emotions he's feeling inside. But he right. lets it go for that moment uh, when he just completely loses control and walks out. And we can all um, understand that. We all have kids. We can all know what it's like to, mm-hmm. to have your kid missing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt his character was written really well. Like he was. Um, I got but, about, got lost at a Chinese buffet for like five minutes, and I was ready to fucking burn that place to the ground. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a Chinese buffet, so it was probably already five minutes from burning to the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the last rat that caught on fire, you know, by their gas stove. This Canadian um, Chinese food man is on a whole other level. From oh, yours. so it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. have standards and health, yeah, and health yeah. codes. That's right. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, so his day didn't get any better. He comes I home, don't... find a bunch of fucking people at his house. <sighs> I would have had a stroke. Oh my lord! He's got neighbors in there. He's got some, you know, weird woman doing some some chants and blessing, you know, his daughter's bedroom. <laughs> And and, he, and they're trying to explain it to him. And he's like, I ain't hearing that. Um, he's like, you got to get everybody out of here right now. And uh, and like you, you could tell that he's just moments from absolutely losing his shit. And he, he hurries up, he gets <clears> him <throat> out, dude tries to explain, hey, hey, and he says the word that I hate the most. You may as well have called him an asshole. He called him pal. I hate that word so much. I, I got to tell you, like if, if somebody writes pal in an email, I feel like they called me an asshole. You know what I mean? It's like, it's never, it never comes off. Well, I don't care if it's meant well. I mean, he's like, Hey, look, pal. He's like, look, pal, we were just trying to help. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he shuts the door in his face. It's like, true. I never thought about it, but it's true. Like if you say, listen, pal, Hey pal, it sounds like yeah. you're being a dick. Uh-huh. Yeah, it notes, definitely does. <laughs> so I don't know how that comes across in Canada, but I have to tell you, in America, it sounds like you're being an asshole to somebody. Yeah, we don't say pal so much. We say buddy a lot. Like, hey, buddy. okay, eh, that uh, I've had my own issues with buddy. It just depends who's saying it and how they said it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know you, and you call me buddy. I immediately have a problem with it. 
Oh shit! Well, yeah, you yeah. really fucking hate Canada, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Like, I don't fucking know. Like that's you. South, like, South Park yeah. is making that joke for a reason. We say that all the fucking time. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Like another one of those pet peeve phrases. With all due respect, you I know, fucking hate that one. you say that right before you disrespect somebody. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you if you were going to go at somebody with respect, you would say with respect, right? You wouldn't say with all due respect. It's like, well, whatever respect you warrant. Whatever you know, comment is following is, that is coming with no respect at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, pet peeve city. You just landed on it with me. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I so thought he was. Uh, sorry, really quick before we get off this. Who, like I get that the Haitian priestess was in there and I think the neighbor brought her over. Okay. Um, who is the neighbor though? Like, is he? Why does he know her? What's the deal with that? I couldn't. He that looks like Tom Arnold. He's what? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, oh, Tom Arnold's in this movie. He goes. Yeah, to the Tom gym Arnold. With dad. Yeah, but why does gym? he know the Haitian priestess? Because he lost. Um, it was his. Was it his brother or his wife's okay. brother? And they used her to try and find them he explained it briefly okay yeah no oh, I, I just i watched yeah. it twice and i missed that both times i'm like there's gotta oh, okay. be a reason why he knows this lady yeah okay. yeah he used her to help find somebody in his family okay yeah. thank you wow okay her name so oh okay <laughs> her name what i was kidding i said her name was roseanne because he looked like Tom oh World. oh i got you <laughs> roseanne's a lot of things but i don't think she's a Haitian. <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good so yeah uh i felt the dad was very polite even when he was telling them to get the fuck out um so kids are found huddled in a barn i don't know what went on with uh, those farmers and their horse it almost looked like the horse was dead they were trying to strap it to a tractor to go bury it you know what i mean kid goes into the barn finds a couple of random like kids in there he's like dad dad you know there's kids in the barn again yeah <laughs> again call, call the exterminator <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah we got another child infestation <laughs> so yeah um so they end up at the hospital uh understandably dad freaks out and drives his car there like a maniac just to to be with his daughter and try to find out what happened um and they make it very clear with just a couple of uh sentences that they had no idea how long they were gone they thought they were only gone for a few hours um mm -hmm. and he's like baby you've been gone for three days and um and it's it's amazing that he didn't lose like his cool Jesus. just seeing her yeah exactly and they kind of did that later in the movie too where where they talked about you know um um jesus dying coming back after three days you know the the kids left uh they assume walked Are in hell that up later? damn it i thought i was did. Original. no yeah, it, was so, the, it, it was the mother uh, it was catherine's mother who brought that up yeah she said um, where did jesus go after he was crucified he went into hell for three days oh back. wait yeah i remember that now fuck yeah. here i thought i was being clever ah now you're doing all right you're doing all right because i feel like a lot of us had similar thoughts um so they both forgotten events that that happened um and as a precaution i felt that this was kind of uh realistic in a sense they performed rape kits 
on these little girls. Um, basically, just in case, you know, something happened to them to get a little bit more evidence, a little bit more of the story about what happened when they were gone, you know, and having that on file is a good thing, especially mm -hmm. if they did find something, you know, and they end up uh, finding someone to whom they might be able to make accountable for it later. So this felt like, even though it was difficult, um, it felt like a reasonable response, you know, to some folks who didn't know where they'd been for three days, you know, amongst in an area that they were last seen amongst transients um, mm. who may have drugs, who may drug you, lure you places, do things to you. You know, this seemed reasonable to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm fucked up about that, but no. um, it, uh, it seemed like it was. Um, you find out their feet really beat the shit and they, oh, yeah, rough... they lost their shoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had walked somewhere around 30 miles. And, and we get that, you know, basically because they said it later, but, but I think because of where the location of the barn was, you know, where they were last seen, where the barn was is something like 30 miles, I think. Yeah. Um, so like he does eventually get her home. Um, the kids are already acting strange before they even leave the hospital. So mm -hmm. this, um, you know, like rubbing glass, staring at people strangely, hearing a baby crying, spacking glass, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To try to get it to stop crying. Can I go home now? You know, um, and we get another glimpse of a demon over the dad's shoulder when they're speaking, uh, when she's in bed trying to go, go to sleep her first night home. That one I caught. Yeah. Yep. That that one wasn't as quick as the shutter one because I never caught the shutter one and I've watched it what three times now. Three, yeah. Um but that one, the one over his shoulder in the bedroom was blatant. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta be looking at the screen if you're not yeah. doing that, you know. It's possible. You won't, you won't see it. Yeah. You drop um, your head to eat some chicken wings, you you missed it. No, I did one for that. I'm not <laughs> eating one, I'm not eating anymore for this fucking thing. That was a few minutes of hell. So do we know though that uh, just before we get into the demon stuff, we are all aware that it is not Pazuzu in this movie. We actually don't. Know I wasn't. We ever got the name? I, I have it right here. It's, you have the name of the demon? It's Lamashtu. When the hell did they say that? They don't, and that's the thing. That's another problem I have with this movie. <laughs> and that's been confirmed by David Gordon Green that it is Lamashtu, and it turns out Lamashtu and Pazuzu didn't like each other very much. Okay. Because uh, they're both actual demons. Um, and I can't, I didn't, if you look into it, uh, it has something to do with um, mothers and babies. Uh, like the Mashtu was a demon that tortured moms and their uh, unborn children. Um, apparently a lot of people are saying they're going to get into it more with uh, Exorcist Deceiver, the sequel. Ooh. But yes, the demon in this is not Pazuzu. So either the demons like fucking talk to each other around the water cooler or whatever, because that demon specifically says it knows Ellen Burstyn's character. And it has absolutely no reason to. And that's what makes you think it's it's Pazuzu. Yeah. Hmm. And that is something I never understood because and it's in the trailer when she walks in and says we've met before. Exactly. But they haven't. But they haven't. But there's no reason why anybody would think otherwise from yeah. the movie. But like you said, Nicole, yeah. demons lie all the time. So exactly. he wants to fuck with her too. Like so it if, says, yeah, I know you. If you didn't find out offline 
about the name. Would you still think it's Pazuzu? I did up until I, I read that. And I only read that yeah. by accident because I was that's, looking up something else. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Very actually, it was these, it was the faces, like the one behind the shoulder. I was like, do we see Pazuzu in Exorcist no. Believer? It wasn't and, Pazuzu. Um, that's when I got the thing saying Pazuzu is not an expert Exorcist Believer. This is who is. And I yeah. went and do a deep dive on it. I'm like, holy fuck. Why would they like, not they don't tell us explain the name? this at all? Nice. Or names. Can a demon possess two people at the same time? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> if not, they really fucked up. <laughs> I mean, but again, it's like uh, uh, Lamashtu apparently was like mother and child. So maybe it is possible that it could possess oh, two okay. entities at once. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to do too much research into that just because I freak out easily. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's claims, you know, in written texts that more than one demon can be in the same person. Um, so I don't know why you couldn't have a demon possess more than one. Hmm. But I don't know. It's a good question. I'm not it, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> not in my house. Yeah. So I like, I like this movie even less now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they do talk around the water cooler, if I'm being honest with you. I got the, or, I got a visual of that when you said that and I just Damn or they were just got their yeah. like their fucking eighty dollars suits and the clip-on ties yeah, with their yeah. horns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or they all get the same memos. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Like they're all in the same email chains. Like email and chain. the devil's walking around. Yeah. That would be great. Exactly. Got their fucking Monday morning meeting there where they got to talk yeah. about the shit they did all week. Yeah. yeah. Got like Ava Braun answering the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Pazuzu sent out his report. He didn't realize that he cc'd everybody on it when he sent yeah. it out. Yeah. So I'm just like, picturing office space you know, with demons. You know. <laughs> Look, too. here's the thing Pazuzu's numbers are way higher than yours. You got to start possessing multiple people at once if you even got a hope of catching up. That's right. That's right. This guy called me pal in an email. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Piece of shit. That's how you can tell he's a fucking demon. <laughs> so I sent him I sent him one back, called him buddy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My dog needs out of All right, man. I'll kind of flow through this part a little bit because I feel like I'm spending too much time on this stuff. Uh dad's excited to have her back, makes her breakfast, uh, finds out she peed to bed. Yep. Uh, tries to get her in a bath, um, but he goes to clean the the sheets. Comes back, he's like, "Oh, it's dirty water in the tub." Finds like a broken fingernail at the edge of the tub. He's like, "What the fuck's happening?" You know, and he can't find her. Walks around. She attacks him with his mother, her mother's scarf. Uh, like, like bangs his head off the freaking the bed. You know, spider monkey. <laughs> and she flies out of the room, slams the door, immediately goes into a seizure. Like he opens the yeah. door, that's what you see. She's like, just flailing around on the ground um he has no choice but to take her to the hospital i mean like that's kind of what i like about this it, like there was a real linear flow to this it, it seemed like every decision that dad made was pretty reasonable yeah you know what i mean um it may have felt a little bit slow um but like everything that happened made sense to me uh and i probably would have made a similar choice um and of course we see the flip side of this you know he's getting her help in a hospital the other family's taking their daughter to church um, and she's clearly not into it, uh, walks away at one point. They don't even realize she slipped away. Dad goes to look for her, finds that she fucked up all the communion stuff. And then like, um, I, I absolutely love that scene where mm -hmm. that pastor is sitting there trying to stick to his sermon. And he's just watching this little girl, like come up the aisle, like clearly covered, covered in communion wine, <laughs> covered in communion wine. And she just like steps on what he's saying, body of the blood. 
Bonnie the Blood. You know what I mean? Just keep saying it over and over again uh-huh. until she's screaming it and the parents are freaking the fuck out. Um, and they don't know what to do. So they didn't even know she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> they left they left her, their other younger children in charge of her while they went and got their wafers or whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I don't know what kind of denomination church that was, but I've never seen one operate like that where they just walk around. Pastor walks around with the with the Christ Krispies, with the communion wafers, and like uh, says some prayer directly to you, lets you pick it yourself. Like, don't they always give it to you? Or maybe since COVID, they can't do it. Or you just pass the plate around. I mean, who goes to you individually? It's Every time I see a plate that looks like that, they want they want you to throw money in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, understand any of it. It says they're Baptists. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe Baptist, it's true. Okay. Well, it, it wasn't Catholic. He wasn't a priest. No, they said they're bad. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. They were so Catholic. I, they would have definitely been looking for money in those things. Yeah. And she would have been baptized. Yeah. Yes. Or christened or whatever the fuck, whatever they call it. In yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, basically, they'll do a baptism anytime. So it did kind of yeah. make sense that their, that their belief was, you know, to wait until she understood the impact of what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Anyhow, um, so they take some pictures of Angela in the hospital, and she's got cuts all over her legs, um, presumably from her own fingernails. Um, and of course, we don't get to see the message right away, but we do get to see it in the following scene. Um, well, one of the following scenes, because the neighbor lady bitches about trash cans, just happens to be a nurse, um, and she's nursing for Angela. Um, and Angela, uh, calls her sister, Mary Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, and as then says something about her child, um, and she gets very freaked out, very upset. And not to mention, she starts bleeding through her bedclothes. Um, like, which looks profuse, you know yeah. what I mean? That's a lot of blood. Um, and, uh, I'm sure coming that, from her between her legs, which is right. Right. It wasn't from the cuts. It was, yeah. Exactly. Um, Is there monthly? Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's a heavy flow, though. That was going to say that's more than a month. Yeah, I'm going to say she's. I don't know. I don't get one. I just assume you guys bleed like a liter of blood. Yeah. No. No. Okay. If that's the way it works. How do you not know this? If that's the way it works, they'd have to walk around with a catch pan. Yeah, we we would all be dead. Yeah. And the, human, <laughs> the average woman has 4.8 liters in her body. Like you can lose a quarter of that. Not yeah, a problem. We can. I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel pretty shitty, but Not I mean, most women on their periods do yeah. feel shitty. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was upset about that. She goes to see the dad, Victor, mm-hmm. um, tries to give him a book to read. And he immediately he takes it, but he's like, yeah, I know what this is. Religious text is and and um, she tries to say something else to him, and he's like, you know, you religious people are all the same. And he just goes off, just goes off on this rant about, you know, oh, you know, if it's good, it's you know, it's God. If it's bad, it's demons or the devil, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, I've been through all this shit before. He said, and the only thing that got me was watching my wife die, watching my daughter get cut out of her, and then he just trailed off with what he's going to say next. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, in my mind, that makes your daughter a miracle. And he's like, yeah, well, I got to go check my miracle into a psychiatric unit. Um, and and she's like, before you slam the door, can you give me one minute? And he's and still being the nice guy that he is, he's like, all right, you know, 
so many other people have been like, fuck you, get out of my yard. You know what I mean? But like, um, he's like, all right. And she tells him what just happened to her. Um, and that, um, and we do get some background on Catholicism. I, I believe that what she was saying is accurate, that mm -hmm. when you transition from one life to a life that's devoted to the church, you do take a different name. Yes. Um, and she backed out. Um, and then she had a pregnancy that she did not go through with. Um, and she's like, I never told anybody about that. Never told anybody my name, never used it. And uh, she's like, but your daughter knew it. So like, this is what puts him onto a different thinking path. And then he gives the book a try. Um, and the book of course was the one written by, uh, Chris McNeil, um, who was the mom in the first movie. Um, and it was one of the less sucky parts of the movie for me. I got gotcha. like one of the few times they actually gave you a little backstory on something. Yeah. And are we talking about the, sorry, are you talking about the, the, the disgraced nun or the just yeah, Ellen Burstyn? The neighbor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't care for Ellen Burstyn's part? No. I thought it was just a total waste. I hated yeah. it. That was one of the things that made me like this movie. I mean, I don't know how I can express this to okay. you people. She, you she never really witnessed Reagan's exorcism. Right. She got Which out of it. Which she admits. Yeah. She got out of it. She basically just did some research and wrote a book on other religions and exorcisms. And yeah. just made money off of that and became an old fucking rich bitch that just fucking drank bourbon all day. Yeah. To be fair, though, and she then, does. Sorry. And then she, she somehow thinks that gives her now the authority to go, oh, now I could do this shit. No, you can't. So they made it's like like Sally in the Texas Chainsaw. They built up when they were promoting this movie. Oh, you know how she's coming back. She's coming back. They built her up. She walks into the room and she dies. And she got oh she got stabbed. So it's like she did nothing. But at least with Sally, there was the potential there because she at least was definitely. a fucking Texas Ranger. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They built her up. And I'm not upset that they killed her, but it sucks. They, but, yeah, I wanted to see no. at least more yeah. of a fight. But Ellen Burstyn is in this movie for all of 15 minutes. Exactly. She spends 14 minutes explaining how she's not a fucking exorcist. And then she spends one minute <laughs> trying to do an exorcism and gets her eyes fucking stabbed yeah. out. Because guess what? You're not a fucking exorcist. That's yeah. what I... I don't know how to explain it, but that is absolutely what I love. And about you know what? This. All because <laughs> I'm not an love, exorcist. I'm not an exorcist fan, but all the exorcist fans out there, when they saw her, probably like, oh, something's like she's going to save the day or something. No, she. They introduce her. They spend ten minutes on her talking about all this shit, and like you said, she walks in and gets stabbed. She like she did nothing for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Ellen Burstyn donated her entire paycheck to charities that she supported. So yes, as a person, that's great. Person, her character great. for this movie did fucking dick. Which is unfortunate because her character in the original is a mom going through some real shit and doing everything she can to save this daughter. Mm -hmm. And in this one, she's just her daughter doesn't even talk to her. I I appreciate. The again, yeah, I appreciate that. Like you can tell, she's hurting about that. I and I get, you know, there is that she wants to help this girl because she wasn't able to do anything for her daughter. So 
All the more it's, reason why would you walk in there by yourself? It's literally like the uh, it's literally like the freeway analogy again. <laughs> like, oh no, I've been hit by a car. Who could have seen this coming? So yeah, she's she's an ex- like <laughs> she's an expert in research alone. And by this time, you know, so many people turn to her for answers. You know, I feel as though she's almost believing her own hype because she is taken up in that moment when she goes to see that child that's suffering and she feels like she can do something about it just to immediately find out she's wrong. Nicole wants to call me pal right now. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I I am not going to call you pal. Um, This is. uh, She's going to look like the little guy on the pack of warheads candy. I am actually not because this is one of the very few negative things I have to say about this movie. Oh shit. Okay. Number one, when he's talking to her and he shows her the pictures of his daughter's stomach with the words, help me carved in them. She's supposed to recognize it because Reagan had the same thing happen. It wasn't cuts, but it was just raised. And it said, help Mm -hmm. me when the babysitter went in there and it wasn't there. We saw it raise up on her stomach Spelling help me. She blatantly said, I didn't show this to Chris because I didn't want her to worry. Chris never saw that on Reagan's stomach. Never saw it. And it was raised up, so I'm assuming it went back down again. So there were no scars. So how would she recognize the help me cuts in the pictures? She wouldn't have. Big fucking mistake. Film I hate oh, shit. Um, yeah, that pissed me off. Um <laughs> And I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really not trying to be nitpicky because I'm, I'm not a nitpicky kind of person, but that pissed me off. Secondly, this, her character, I, I love that they tried to bring her back. I loved that they wanted that connection with the original. And to see her in the trailer, I got so fucking excited. And then I saw I her in that's the movie. What, that's what it was meant to do. And I went to see it in the theater with my son. And we had just watched the original a couple of days before we went just to refresh his memory. And when she walks into the house and she's at the bottom of the stairs and we see Catherine scurry across the top of the stairs, immediately my son leans into me and says they should have had her do the spider walk down the stairs. And I was like, that would have been fucking brilliant. And then, like you said, Chris goes up the stairs claiming she's not an exorcist she never witnessed the exorcism she just knows all the research and then she goes in there and i command you to leave this child or right <laughs> was like she's trying. Was like what a joke it was a joke who the they fuck got are you back they got her back for this movie and they wasted her so badly i such a wasted opportunity big Good. wasted opportunity they could have had her first of all any as as a mother if you're child, you go through something like that with your child, they're possessed, you bring in the priest, they both die. That's a huge fucking traumatic experience. I'm not going to research it. I want to get as far away from that shit as possible. I want to forget about it. I want my child to forget about it. I want her to live a normal, as normal of a life as she possibly can. And for her to do that, I would have to live a normal life too. I would not be releasing a book that would humiliate her and make her stop talking to me for 40 fucking years. I just I I hated that they wasted her character like that. It and then stabbing her in the eyes with the crucifix. I mean, was that an odd to the original when she's yeah? You know, you know there's a crucifix in the original oh, movie, right? Christ. You want to hear my fix? 
for Ellen Burstyn, and yeah. I think it would work a hundred times better. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the nun character, the disgraced nun. Make it Ellen Burstyn. Make her the neighbor. Make her don't have the nurse thing, whatever. But make her realize she can see what's going on. The father dealing with this, and she's picking up on the clues. I agree. Have her involve herself. Have her talk to him. I know what's going on. We need to get this. We need to get that. Get other people involved. Don't try to fucking do it yourself. Get right. the, just like the the nun does this. She tries to get you know priests involved. That she reaches out and to the neighbors and everything to get the uh, Haitian priestess there. Mm-hmm. Make that Ellen Burstyn's character. I agree. Make I, that Chris. Agree. So, that the, <laughs> so at the finale, we have Chris there with everybody else trying to save these girls. Say yeah. like do something for this girl that she could never do with her daughter because she even mentions the priest wouldn't let her help. Right. And this is her opportunity to help. So now we have Ellen Burstyn throughout the movie. We have her character actually doing something that makes sense instead of explaining to us that she's not an exorcist for 14 it would make minutes a lot and more then sense. get her eyes stabbed yeah. out. Exactly. And, and, and not, then, not have her be an expert on it, you know, yeah, have and her then just... the finale is so much more well-deserved. That, re, that when she reunites with so spoilers for the end of the movie, but you know, she yeah. reunites with Reagan right. that feels more earned now, especially if she's risking going to jail for helping with this exorcism right. and Reagan comes in to see her just to say, you know, mom, everything's going to be okay. We'll get through this. Right. Why wasn't that? Why do, why didn't they do that? I don't know. And I thought, I thought like I said, they didn't I ask you, Ryan. Exactly. <laughs> they need to go to the fans for this kind of stuff. You know, it, um, it just, it, I hate, she came, like you said, she came in for 15 minutes, gets her eyes stabbed I, out. And then we don't hear her from her for another hour until the final, right before the credits. And it would have been, it would have been great having her as a neighbor. Cause then she could have come in and said, Hey, whatever, what was his name? I don't even remember his character name. Um, Victor. Thank you. She would have been like, hey, Victor, you know, like I'm seeing the signs. I haven't talked about this for yeah. 50 years, but here's what what might be going on. I think I can help, you know, like you said, and it's yeah. just having her coming in like I studied every every culture, everything. It was and just I get that, so fucking dumb. I get that Ellen Burson's like 90 and, you know, she can't like to be oh, in a yeah, movie. She can't do stunts or nothing like that, the, but. The the disgraced nun character, she wasn't in the movie any more than Ellen Burstyn was. It's just Ellen yeah. Burstyn was all in one chunk, whereas yeah. the nun is like broken up through. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. That's that's what I would have done. Or even just, if they wanted to leave the nun in the movie, have like Ellen Burstyn talk to the nun and say, "Okay, look, this is what we got to do. We need help." Right. You know, or just have the nun as just, Ellen Burstyn's like. Can you tell you know, us what you went through? Can you tell us what you experienced and have her sit there? Well, it was so long ago and I haven't talked about it. And that it would have made her more humble. And again, with, you know, as a mother, you're, you're not going to want to do something to bring attention to the fact that your kid was possessed. You want her to be normal. You want her to live a normal life and not have this tainted memory, you know, follow her for, for the rest of her life. You want to just put, you want to bury it and move on. You know, and then and you've got the that. that um, didn't. You could even have that introduce that parallel to the movie, and Ellen Burson could even talk about it with Victor. Like you can still have like the uh, the alienation between uh, Ellen Burson and Reagan, uh, mm-hmm. like with Chris and Reagan. Like you could have it that she, you know, there was always that um, like the over like the dad is overprotective with his daughter, 
right. we could have that after Reagan got through the exorcism, Ellen Burstyn was just constantly helicopter pairing, hovering over Reagan for every little thing. And that's why they split apart because right. Reagan was just feeling smothered by this overprotective mother who of course is overprotective because her daughter was just fucking possessed. Yeah. And you can have that, like, don't make it about this stupid fucking book. I hate um, that. Just have it that that Chris was so overbearing on Reagan after this exorcism that it pushed Reagan away. And you've still got everything is exactly the same. It's just now you've got Chris in a much more respectable position. Cause like this is fucking just as bad as Jamie Lee in Halloween ends. This is zero respect to the character. I agree. hundred percent. And how much of a douche did the dad Victor feel like after he brought her all the way there and she got stabbed in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> the guilt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, they were both single parents. They were both apparently very close to their children, but, and they didn't even, they didn't use any of that. They just made her stupid. Yeah. yeah. Kids um, are in the hospital. Where were we? <laughs> yeah. We'll just say that we left off at her getting stabbed in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I feel like everything that happened between that has been covered. Um, yes. <laughs> so like uh, Sister Mary is trying to wor- do work on her own uh, to, to get things moving to get an exorcism for this child mm-hmm. she talks to her priest about it he tries to get an approval for an exorcism he gets denied um, mm-hmm. so Victor goes to see Chris in the hospital and she immediately forgives him you know for uh, taking her to a place where her eyes get stabbed out Richard Bull, um, I would have been like you dick look what you yeah, did that's right <laughs> Right, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. She was like, "Oh, it's fine. Don't worry." I'm you know? sorry. She deserved it for being that fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They gave her these stupid-looking glasses with like ribbons wrapped around her face. I mean, yeah. Anyhow, um, she basically tells him in a long-winded way, "Hey, you need more people. You know, it takes a village to do an exorcism. Spiritual yeah. strength in numbers. You know, or whatever." It takes the hell an she exorcist says. to do an exorcism. <laughs> 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 That should have been the tagline for the movie. It is the power <laughs> of the people. Strength in numbers. That's what she says. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, there, there is, there is some, some thoughts on that. I mean, where, where people believe that you can, you can tap into the same, you know, collective consciousness. If you all put your same energy into, into wanting the same thing that you can achieve more goals. Um, whatever. Uh, take that however you want. Um, so dad goes on a mission to recruit as many people as possible. You know, he recruits Catherine's parents, recruits the priestess, the neighbor, you know, uh, the pastor, the priest. Um, so the priest backs out last minute, hands his Bible to the failed sister, um, gives her a pep talk. And she goes in with some false confidence, thinking she's going to do something. Um, and I, this is another one of those things where I feel like this this movie just made me smile for so many reasons. <laughs> you know, it's just like the false confidence made me smile. You know, yeah. the the you know, people believing that coincidence is somehow divine intervention. You know what I mean? Where they're using examples of things. And I'm like, that's a fucking coincidence. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not a clear, you know, thing. You know, okay, you're the neighbor. You know, and somebody put you there because you had to help them deal with this. You know, it's like I, I don't 
I don't believe in all that. You know, sometimes there is being in the right place at the right time and all the pieces seem to fall together. But this was a false sense of that, you know, and this happens so much throughout this movie, which which that's what made it so enjoyable to me because I watched these folks fail at every turn and they truly believed that everything they're doing was the right thing. That's why I liked it. But anyhow, there's some kind of symbolism um, in there, but I'm not smart enough to pick up on it. <laughs> um, this exorcism went on forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and they went all in, man. They bolted chairs to the floor. It was so long. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Well, to be fair, none of it was an actual exorcism. No. That's true. Except for the 30 seconds that the priest tried walked in. Tried. That was fucking hilarious. Pussy. Sorry. Again, (laughs) that was like that was like one of those scenes where you know he said no at first and he came watching in there and i'm sure so many people like the catholic priest came in now it's gonna like he's the savior and yeah, he demon. comes in with his arms and he's all like oh hey, what about it? Yeah, super mario brothers and the demon was like fucking hold my beer i like how they faked him out though they were pretending yeah. that it was working and then they yeah. just were like all right we're done playing with this mother yeah, the demon's but- like hey you want to see a neat trick yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I said that the second that happened, I said there's probably so many Catholics that watch this right now, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was laughing, <laughs> laughing my ass off in the theater at that scene. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing because it yeah. was just the way they. It was like justice, like when they, like you said, like he, he, he fucking wussed out. He's in his car because of what the church might think or what the church might do to him. Never mind helping two children. So he just sat in the car for a couple hours, you know, and then yeah. he came in and there was like choir music and blah, and that pissed me off. Like well, the, the father had to give him a little kick in the ass. He was like, hey, when he saw he was yeah. still sitting out there, he's like, fights in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I wrote that in my notes. I literally put uh, dad dumps water outside, reminds the priest he's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Away from the house to the east. So I wonder my... if the father felt about it. It felt like a douche about it. every time the father brings somebody in, they fucking something bad. Happens. Something bad happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I do actually I don't like this movie. Um, but I do love the fact that the movie didn't cop out with the priest thing. Because this pre- priest was full of nothing but self-doubt throughout the entire time he is on camera. Mm-hmm. So for him to die immediately was fucking great. I loved it. Because yeah. he never believed in himself. Right. And of course the demon is going to walk all over him. He, so not, kudos to the movie for that. Absolutely. And it, he, it's not just that he didn't believe in himself. He came in and started the thing and he started to get a little, what's the word? not vain um Cocky? Pride, prideful yeah which as you know is a sin you know like yeah and i'm doing it and i'm helping these kids and uh, no fucker you're not <laughs> yeah you're hitting yeah. the floor <laughs> my my issue here is you know they were knocking the the demon possessed kids were knocking them down one at a time like dominoes yeah. so they did away with the sister like right away you know just mm-hmm. talk some that shit pissed on me her. off too made her feel bad and and they're like oh let's try something else so the priestess woman comes in with her like bathtub holy water cocktail um and like 
dumps of water on them in order to cleanse them, you know, and and they actually get some results. Some vapor like stuff comes out of these yeah, kids' mouths. Yeah. And then she lit something in the fire, blew some stuff on it. Next thing you know, the smoke's binding with it, and that gets whisked out of the room. It seems like that's having an effect. Yeah. But the moment the priest walks in, they chuck all that shit to the side and let him take over. Yeah. And that's that's where I took issue with it. And we'd be like, no, thanks, Father. This seems to be doing something. Back off. Hang back for a minute. Yeah. Go and, take your pussy ass back outside. Yeah. He's because the haste. The Haitian priestess is the closest thing we have to an exorcist in this movie. Yeah. Right. And she right. seems to be doing a damn competent job of it. And she's an actual they, doctor. They dropped the ball with, with using her because she seemed like just one of the strongest people yeah. in the room. Yeah. We could have. And you would get them like I, she seemed she was definitely underused. Yeah. We yeah. could have had another serpent in the rainbow here. Like there was a lot yeah. of really interesting stuff we could have done with this. Yeah. Instead, like I said, we get a fucking jewel fight with like two different vapor clouds and she spits yeah. in a fire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, they let the priest come in and start doing his chants and so forth. And he immediately does the thing. I don't know if you noticed. He immediately does the thing that he told the uh, failed sister not to do. He told her not to get near them. And he touched both their heads. Yep. So, and it was at this point, you know, even though they were acting like they had, you know, they were being affected by what he was doing, they're they're like, gotcha, bitch. And like, <laughs> they, they did the like, uh, the simultaneous head turn. But of course, being demons, they can turn their heads the whole way around. He can't. So like, uh, his only went so far before it freaking snapped. And I thought that was just awesome. That was beautiful. That yeah. was the most beautiful scene in the whole movie. I and loved like it. I said, I must have laughed for a solid five minutes after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Loved it. And that's um, what caused the whole situation to descend into chaos. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't cut you off there. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, a couple of things about the whole exorcism. It, it bothered me when the nurse, who was not a nun, never became a nun, when the when everybody's comes inside in the beginning and they realize the priest isn't coming and she's like, I I am a servant of God. I'm gonna take over here. No, bitch, you're not. You're mm -hmm. a nurse. You're not a nun. Yeah. You're a nurse. Yeah. Secondly, the Haitian priestess doctor was they again with the wasted characters. They 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 just wasted characters. She could have done so much. They could have done so much with her in this movie. When she was at the fireplace and she took a drink and she crouched down and spit it in the mm -hmm. fire and the flames flew out. When she crouched down, the way she was like swaying back and forth a little bit, she was like, she was just so cool. Cause she's like, I'm ready for this fight. Let's go. You know? And then, like you said, they bring in the priest and they just chuck that out the window. Like yeah. nothing. And she doesn't really do anything after that. Like once the priest no, like, she dies, She's yeah, it all becomes this uh tug of war with the parents now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because his entrance in there uh effectively fucked up any momentum that they had. And yep. his death freaked out everybody so so hard that they weren't mm -hmm. even able to focus on what mm -hmm. they were trying to do. And that's when the demons took control of the situation and told them they had to make a choice between which child was gonna make it. Because yeah. even the so demons started playing a game. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. demons like, all right, all right, enough of this shit. Pick yeah. one and let's get let's move on. Yeah. They they got him. He came in with, with being prideful and they came in, they looked at him like a false prophet, and that was it. So yeah, that's when um possessed Angela kicks out the thing about how uh he had made the choice to save his wife and not the child. 
Um, and, um, and they're telling him to choose again, you know, one girl lives, one girl dies. Um, and he's like, make the choice that you should have done that you should have made then choose me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I can't choose. I won't choose. And they basically agree at that moment that they're not going to. Um, so no, you have a perfectly competent Haitian priestess there who could mm-hmm. probably get you through this. Mm-hmm. But the movie yeah. again, just says, fuck that. Yeah. But you know, um, when things get their worst, uh, dad basically tells her that he's sorry for all the things that he fucked up and that he really loves her. He begs her to come back to him, you know, and, and the demon's like, Oh, this is going the wrong way. Better cause Catherine to get in the mix here. Catherine's like, what about me? I don't want to die. And then her dumbass dad's like, I chose you, Catherine. And um, um, twist though, the demon, the yeah. demon you said wasn't the one who lived. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, but that was like, I feel like they almost told you that was what was going to happen because of what happened with the father and the mother. He chose the mother. She died and the child mm-hmm. lived, you know, yeah. and they said, God played a trick on you mm-hmm. and now you have to choose again. Like but they basically, they basically I, told him they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, I do think with this movie though, sorry, the, um, so I think that Angela was meant to die, but because of that protection, again, the Harry Potter protection spell that was put on her at the beginning of the movie, I think that the demon realized it couldn't take her. So it switched over to what's the other name of the other girl? Catherine. Uh, Catherine. The one that does all the evil stuff in the movie. So you don't feel bad that Angela lives and you're like, well, it's not like she stabbed somebody's eyes out with a crucifix. Yeah. 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 Did anybody else feel like it was wasted that there was two girls being possessed? No, I liked it. But I I just don't think Catherine, like Catherine was there just to do the really bad things. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I I like that they had two likable. Like made you feel That's more true. bad for Angela. Yeah. She was likable. She like she yeah. made her Angela feel more like a victim. You start yeah. to not like Catherine. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't Catherine's fault that her parents sucked. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Catherine's parents suck. Yeah. Father oh, was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dumbass dad made the choice. Um, but I feel like um, Angela's father kind of got through a little bit because. This is the scene where she's basically elevated up out of the chair, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think it's the demon doing that. You know, it's her fighting back against its its power, because that's the moment that she like pukes up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And tries to purge her body um, and then collapses to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it seems like she died because we hear the the conveniently placed EKG in there, go flatline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear Catherine come back and talk to her parents. Right. Until she basically slumps over and they're like, what the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. and we have the reversal. Um, so <clears throat> I'll be honest. I didn't really like this ending. <clears throat> I feel like it was somewhat inventive. I, I think I understood the trick. I just, I just didn't care for it. Uh, I would have been, much more happy if they had used the priestess a little bit more effectively. Um, and maybe if we got a little bit more background on her and some, maybe some folklore that they could have used in this, uh, maybe a, a really 
yeah, she was a really interesting character. Yeah. Yeah, like I know I joked about this in the chat when we were watching it, but but I really feel like we could have used a nod to like you know, most of us folks who attended Sunday school, you know, a uh, story we would have heard, you know, where um, Jesus casting the spirits out of, you know, a man who was plagued with with by demons into some pigs and then they ran off and drowned themselves into a nearby body of water. You know, it's the Legion story. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, um, I felt like it would have been cool to have some gimmick like that. We use the priestess woman a little bit more effectively, and she brings in something like that in order to pull the demons out and cast them into that. You know what I mean? Like, they could have used a pig. I'd have been fine with it. It could have run off and drowned itself in the bathtub in her holy water. That would have been awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have been okay with that. Um, Demon bacon for everybody. Yeah, and then it would have That's gone full circle to the whole documentary bacon thing that we did at the beginning of the movie, and I would have been right. like, holy <laughs> shit. That makes sense now. So They talked about bacon at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> holy fuck, this guy's a genius. That's right. So I, I think we can basically uh, all admit that this is not a perfect movie, and I am interested to know how you might want to fix it. As much as I didn't like the ending... Mm -hmm. I thought the part where Catherine, where they show like her, like wherever in hell, they show her actually where she mm. goes, where the demon actually grabs her. She gets dragged to hell, literally. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm... that no, demon ahead, actually Mike. looked like uh, Mr. Boogie from Sinister. I am glad you brought that up. That scene that was in a better movie that would have really fucked me up. Like that is a gut punch. Yeah. To mm -hmm. see that poor girl. And the, you know what? The the actress whoever plays Catherine, like she, I joked about how the fact she was a useless secondary possession, she fucking sells it in that scene. Like the confusion, right. the, the terror. Like, like oh and like I didn't the like parents that have no idea the hell no. she's in right now because all they see is her body. And you know they I, I actually like that scene. Well, I legit, like, because they showed, like, them grabbing her and dragging her, I was like, oh, so they're going to bring her back. Because this is obvious, like, this is too traumatic yeah. for it to be the the end of her. They went there. Like, you don't show a child literally getting dragged into hell without bringing it back. But no, they didn't. She's fucking dead. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. that, kudos to that. If the rest of the movie had been on that level, I'd be... Much more impressed with this. Yeah, well, I said that even in the chat. Um, as much as I didn't like the movie, I thought both girls. I thought they killed it. I thought they did great. Oh yeah, I have no issue with the acting of the two. Like they were probably the best actors in the movie, next to the dad. The yes. dad was pretty solid too. And did you catch the fact that um, uh, Linda Blair was actually brought on as an advisor to the actresses who were pretending to be possessed? I read. Oh that no, too. I didn't. That's trash. Yeah, <sighs> Michael. All right, I have something to say about this ending. All right, I loved that they had two girls. I know you think one of them was wait, you know, it was wasted to have two. I loved that they had two. They disappeared together. They were looking at each other through the glass doors in the hospital when they were found during the exorcism. I thought it was really smart and creepy that they had their hearts beating in sync. And then when the Haitian priestess starts to do her thing and he puts the scarf around her neck, 
we suddenly get two heartbeats. So we're like, okay, it's working. It's getting there. I think it was, I think I love the fact that they had two girls in there. I really do. That I love see, no, and that, uh, my biggest problem with this movie is I've always said, I don't, I love a bad movie. I love a good movie. I love a bad movie. It's gotta be fun. Um, there is a much better movie here. And I don't know, like I'm, I'm in camp David Gordon green, realistically, even Halloween ends. I don't hate, Halloween ends because of the story. I just find that David Gordon Green didn't go far enough with it. Um, so I'm Camp David Gordon Green for Halloween ends. He just stopped giving a fuck. Because, um, I mean, he's already said he's not doing the sequels now um, because of the reception to this one. Um, so I don't know if it was studio interference. I don't know if he just got let the fans get to him. But I just feel... This is a movie where there's a guy somewhere that just stopped giving a shit. And it's unfortunate because I do think this movie could have been easily the best one next to the original. But it just drops the ball in too many instances. I think it goes both ways. I agree with you that there's a lot more they could have done to make it better, especially with Ellen Burstyn. Um, but I think if... If she had nothing to do with it, I, I keep looking. I look at this one the way I look at Halloween three. <clears throat> if it was a separate movie and was not attached to the Exorcist franchise and just a basic possession movie, it would have been fantastic. If they did not have Ellen Burstyn in it and it was just, I think it's a great story to have two girls possessed at the same time. I love it, but they, they just they wasted her character so badly. And that, been, that, that was, I enjoyed this movie. I did. I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was creepy. I jumped, you know, watching it multiple times. I'm catching shit I didn't catch before, which I love. You know, it just, the fact that it's attached to the original, I think is what took points off for me the most. Well, you spend over $400 million getting the Exorcist franchise. You got to do something with it. Yeah. And they dropped the ball with, with the wasted characters. Hmm. What did you think of the ending, Clint? Um, I, I would have liked if they had done something different. I mean, I, I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a um, redeeming thing to it was it was nailing home something I was already feeling about this movie is that everything that they were doing was failing. Everything was a trick. In the end, they were unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel that way about the original movie. The the exorcism in that movie was technically unsuccessful because the, mm -hmm. the priest did not get the demon out via exorcism. They basically just gave it another body to go into. Yeah. Um, and that guy and killed he, himself. He yeeted um, that body down a flight uh, of stairs. That's right. You know, um, and, and it's just like, you know, this is, to me, this was just like a, a bunch of, you know, arrogant people who thought that they knew what to do and, could, and understood things. And uh, they, they basically fucked around and found out. I like what and, they tried to do with bringing all religions together to work together and fight this thing. Like you don't need someone who is specifically Catholic and you don't need church approval. You know, if you work together, you can do it. I like yeah. that message. Yeah. And I agree that you don't really need um, the Catholic Church in order no. to do an exorcism. And I feel like they, they really nailed that home by twisting yeah, that priest's head around. You know? <laughs> um, and, and I like uh, that they brought in the sins, the yeah. pridefulness and the false prophetness and the father being yeah. so fucking yeah. selfish 
and choosing his daughter. And I liked, uh, forgive me, I liked that they showed her getting dragged into hell. I really did. I think that takes. Oh, it's a fantastic scene. But they make it balls to do that in a movie. They make it like the father is a douche. And he was a douche 99% (laughs) of the movie. But that point, what father wouldn't choose their daughter? No, exactly. But that brings in the trickery of the demons again. Fault him for that. Because nobody's thinking, you know, if you you see your daughter in that condition and the dealer, like, pick one. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's not one of us here would say, fuck the other kid, save my kid. He, no, exactly. Right? He was stupid. So I don't believing a demon. Yeah, I don't fault him for trying to save his daughter. I mean, yes, he was stupid and he fell for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I feel the movie's saying something there too with the um with because with a lot of uh with with religion um and forgive me here with my ignorance on this because again, I'm not a very religious person, but I do feel there is like there's that blind faith with not blind that's just the best term i can come up with right now a blind faith with religion like you have to trust that your savior your lord your religion your faith is what's going to bring you through this and that's what i felt with that father in that moment like he was he knew with choosing his daughter he was making the right choice his faith was going to pull them through this and the demon used that to its advantage yes mike the ending like I said, uh, the girl getting dragged to hell, those images were really cool. Um, like I said, it was like a a half hour of my life to see nothing accomplished. You know, every time they did something, basically just nothing worked. So I was mm-hmm. like, I, I wish something would have given, you know. Yeah, Definitely yeah. wish the Haitian priest would have done something. That's actually even in one of my trivias. Like when I saw her, did you ever see the movie The Believers? Mm-hmm. With Martin Sheen? Okay. No. It's the Santeria and stuff like that. That's the vibe I got with the Haitian priest. Like, you know what the problem is? In movies, everybody, everybody associates religion and exorcism with Catholicism. Right. You know, and it's not. People don't realize that, you know, they're... Of their ghosts or paranormal or demon, and what if you're not Catholic? But everybody just goes to Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I like that they brought in other stuff, even though they just didn't fucking use it. They were on the right track, but totally fucking dropped the ball. Yeah. Any stats you want to throw at us, Mike? I think we're just about ready to break uh, this thing. Basically, yeah. Only the, I mean, the budget was thirty million, and box office made one hundred thirty-six point two million. I'd call that a success. So they got my money. <laughs> well, this is one of those movies that's it's the nostalgia sells, and it does for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So there's movies, even if you know it's gonna suck, whether you know or not, but even if you know without mm-hmm. a doubt it's gonna suck, if it's from a franchise you like, you're gonna go see it and pay the money. And so I think that's what this and by bringing in Ellen Bernstein, you know. Yeah. That was like a lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were going to guarantee that that some people were going to come see it just for her. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, even though she was misused, I feel like it was a good move. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, okay. Where do we want to start? Would you like me to go? Or would you like to get it off on a positive note first? Um. Uh, no, you can go. Sure. Uh, 
I'll tell you what I did like. Okay. I did like the acting. I thought pretty much overall everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think the acting was bad. The kids, I think, killed it. I think they did a great job. Uh, makeup was great. Effects were great. It was nothing cheesy and nothing. I enjoyed that. Um, there were, like I said, there was some imagery and some stuff that I really liked. Um, that's pretty much it for the positive. I felt the movie dragged at the beginning. It dragged when the kids were missing. Then when the kids found it dragged for a while when they were possessed. And then, uh, then like you got to that point where they bring in Helen Bernstein. You're like, Oh shit, shit's going to change. 15 minutes later, she's fucking blind in the hospital. (laughs) Nothing. So I got nothing from there. Then we go get the fucking exorcist and we gather all these people. And I was like, all right, it's going to get. And aside from like the priest and some, some cool stuff that happens there, it like went on for like hours. It felt like I was just like fucking something fucking happened. Either either this demon just needs to kill everybody or get the fuck out because it's wearing thin yeah. on me. <laughs> I felt they had good characters. The Haitian priest, they like the Tom Arnold guy. I don't I don't know what the fuck he was there for. I mean, like he should have just been hanging out with Roseanne somewhere because <laughs> he like he was just there. He did nothing. Um, the Baptist guy. Another fucking waste. He just, a few times, he threw a few fucking words in there, and he went back in the kitchen. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the Haitian priestess was the only one I felt like that was, with her bathwater, with her magic bathwater, was trying to do something. Yeah. And, and like I said, then they, then they brought magic the... bathwater. Then they brought the Catholic priest in, and I'm I'm sure every fucking Catholic watching this movie was like, oh, he's going to save the day. No, he's not. He's fucking got his head twisted off like a fucking twisty top. And fucking, <laughs> and like I said, I felt like the demon got as fed up as I was. And he was just like, you know what? Are you tired of watching this? I was like, because I am too. I was like, <laughs> he's like, all right, pick one of these kids. And you know what? I'm going to fuck you. Whatever you're going to pick, I'm going to take the other one. That was pretty much my synopsis. And then seeing fucking that crackhole Reagan at the end, because I can't stand it. <laughs> it was totally fucking unfucking. I was just like, oh, just when this movie didn't get any worse, I was like, go oh, fuck yourself. God damn. Next. Wow. Next. Did he rate yeah. it? Like, what? Yeah. Did you? Oh, even know. Yeah, give it a number. Two out of ten. Whoa! All right, called it. Damn. Go ahead. All right. Um. So I used the system similar to yours, Clint. Um. For okay. the first time, I I really enjoyed this movie <laughs> a lot. It was an entertaining movie. It was a good possession movie. Um. I I, I liked it a lot. The acting was phenomenal. These kids were amazing. Um, I'm, I still can't believe that was Jennifer Nettles playing Catherine's mother. That just cracked me up to no end because I've never seen her do anything but sing. Um, it, the makeup and effects were fantastic. I I agree with you guys that they completely wasted Ellen Burstyn. They completely wasted her. And when we saw her in the hospital, all blind, I, I immediately knew Linda Blair is going to come in in the end. They're going to be reunited, blah, 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 blah. And Linda Blair was in it for, you know, 2.4 seconds. Um, I, I love the exorcism scene. I love the two girls. I, 
the production was great. You know, I my only issue was that they they wasted the characters. They wasted the Haitian priestess. Um, I love that they killed the priest. I got a lot of enjoyment at that scene. Um, and I got yeah. My final rating was uh, eight point six out of ten. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I only took off for the wasted characters. Fucking legendary. It was a fun movie. I jumped multiple times. Uh, the little flashes of the demons that you know you don't catch until the second or third time you watch it. I loved it. Ryan, would you like to put a number on this movie? <laughs> sure, Clint. I would love to. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to start by saying this discussion with you guys has actually increased my rating. Um, there were some failed big time. There were some parts <laughs> that uh, I wasn't fully aware of uh, Nicole did a good job uh, and actually you did too Clint like explaining the uh, the character of the father and uh, some of the uh, choices he makes throughout the movie that does help um, oh, I fucking would so a lot of my uh, arguments for this movie are very similar to Mike's uh, this movie fucking drags like holy fuck in the original, and I know it's unfair to compare it to the original, but let's face it, it's a legacy sequel. We're going to compare it to the fucking original. Um, by the 50 minute mark, we had Reagan twisting her head around. You know, we had Ellen Burstyn flying against the wall, breaking her back in real life. Uh, we have masturbating with a crucifix. We had that fucking terrifying scene where they're, I don't even know what they're doing, they're giving her MRI or a CT scan. Um, Mm -hmm. the, this movie does not do a good job of conveying the demonic possession of these girls. Um, I mean, Christ, I got a teenage daughter right now. Let me tell you, 90% of the shit they do, she does on a fucking Tuesday. Like, <laughs> I just didn't feel the, the atmosphere wasn't there. The tension, the, the, the confusion wasn't there. Um, I don't like that some of the most interesting characters of the movie were pushed away to the sidelines. Um, Ellen Burstyn's character is fucking wasted in this. Uh, nothing about this movie is remotely redeemable, with the exception of the performances of our leads, like the daughter, the dad, even, uh, what's her name, Catherine isn't terrible, despite the fact, like I said, I feel like she's just a character that exists solely so that we don't feel like Angela is the one responsible for all of this madness. Um, much like Halloween ends, I feel this movie is more of a disappointment than anything else. It could have been so much more. Uh, Priest dying was fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of good things to say about this. I have seen every Exorcist movie multiple times, and this is right down with Exorcist 2 for me. So, originally, I was... I don't understand your rating system, Clint. I swear I have tried to understand it. I don't. <laughs> uh, something out of 31, right? You take 31 points? Um, I, I have 30 points. Uh, 30 points. But... I just do the the fraction. So whatever ratio of points that I awarded it, you know, um, I just work that out as a percentage. And that's that percentage three. becomes my out of 10. 
I did not do that. Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I walked into this with a one out of 10. And with the better understanding of the father character, I will notch it up a bit. But I'm with Mike. This is a two out of 10. This is easily, easy, sorry, easily the bottom of the barrel for Exorcist movies for me. And I don't even fucking like most of the Exorcist movies. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, um, like I've stated in the past, uh, Exorcist movies are hit or miss with me. There's good ones, there's bad ones. Um, and this one, of course, you know, had had a pretty significant bar to hit to try to equal the first one. Um, that being said, I, I feel like a lot of good choices were made. Um, and the end product, I mean, wasn't that bad from my perspective. Um, I mean, it's, I felt it was interesting. I mean, um, mm. some good scene choices were made. I feel like money was spent in some good places. Uh, the sets look pretty awesome. Uh, if I'm, if I'm being honest, we had that some helps. good, well, and like the hospital scenes and things like that, oh. you know what I mean? Um, it, and it was cool to see that that little thing in the woods, even though I didn't understand why the hell it was there to begin with. Um, and we got little explanation on that. Uh, the the actors were good. I mean, I, I feel like I felt like it had a decent pace. I mean, you can't help but have, you know, slowness in an exorcism movie. I mean, there's nothing that I've ever seen. You know, in this type of movie that's had a feverish pace that like uh, just kept you on the edge of your seat the whole time. You know, there's a whole bunch of build up for, you know, uh, their attempt to exercise a demon. Um, and um, I don't know. I didn't really notice much about the soundtrack, but I feel like it fit the film. They did uh, in a couple of spots, like do like a little rework of the original music. I mean, I'm sure you noticed that. Yeah. Um, I felt there were some good effects um, and the sounds like the voices that these, these girls were supposedly making, they were great. Yeah. Um, I thought they were cool. Um, I definitely feel like it was a memorable movie. Um, I would probably watch it again. I would probably recommend it to a friend. Uh, I gave it an additional point for guilty pleasure. Um, I just absolutely love the fact that all these pompous, pious, asshole people who thought that they knew what they were doing just failed at every conceivable moment in this movie. And, uh, and the only character that I actually kind of liked Victor, the dad, you know, ended up in one small way being victorious and, and, and getting something good happen for him. So, um, so that got me to 20 out of 30 or 67%. I went 6.7 out of 10. Wow. Which maybe that feels a little high, but I'm satisfied with it. Real quick, um, I know okay. that we had just we had discussed the masturbation scene in the original with the crucifix. Did y'all catch the masturbation scene in this one? Mm, at the church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they did. They did kind of bring that in. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah, she's jacking it in the church. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love your terminology. It's still was, like getting a two out of ten. Like she was rubbing one out for Jesus. Oh Jesus Christ! So. Right, Jack in the box. How about Jack in the church? Jack in the box. Jack oh in the my church. God. Uh, well, that feels like an incredibly appropriate thing to end on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, 
basically not an agreement amongst us other than Ryan and Mike agreeing about how bad they thought this was. Uh, so I say, go out and watch this movie yourself, uh, form your own opinion of it. Uh, hopefully this will, will give you some things to think about. And for the, for the people that love this, we got an early release of this because of Taylor Swift's Eras tour concert filming supposed to come out on the 13th, but we got this on the 6th because they, they knew they compete. weren't going to They knew they couldn't compete with Taylor Swift. That's amazing. And it says here, I don't know if you exorcist OG people would, would have noticed this. At the beginning of the movie, a small sculpted creature can be seen in Angela's room. This is the same creature that Reagan was drawing in the first movie. I have no idea. I have no recollection. So I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I remember saying when he was talking to Chris in her house and she had like all the old pictures of Reagan hanging up in like a little wind chime type thing. I said to myself, wouldn't it have been great if they had her that orange bird thing that she made that Chris said, oh, you know, we got to put it over here so it can dry if they had that in her house. Well, apparently it's in Angela's room. It's in Angela's room. Hmm. Oh, I got to go back and I, I got to watch it again. And they mentioned about the Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. They mentioned about uh, Ellen Bernstein uh, donating her salary to uh, to a, a scholarship at Pace University. Which awesome. Is five minutes from me. Hmm. And the last thing they said, they compared us to the movie Believers mm -hmm. uh, from 87. Because when they were, especially the Haitian priests, when before the exorcism, when she's preparing the house, which is the same thing that the the nanny, who was, I believe, Haitian in that movie, the Believers, was doing to prepare for that sort of whatever ritual they were doing. I gotta watch that again. I haven't seen that in decades. That's a good movie. Yeah. Don't even never until tonight. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, it's 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 all in the theater. It's more. It's voodoo. Yeah. Kind of like a serpent, the rainbow type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Martin Sheen plays a good role. Yep. He always does, though. Well, hey, um, I thank you all for getting together tonight to talk about this thing. I knew that we would have some conflicting opinions about it. Uh, mm -hmm. I thank you to anybody who's watching this right now, um, and I hope that you'll continue to do that. Um, so, on behalf of myself, Mike, Nicole, and Ryan, all I have to say is remember. Why are you son of a? Oh.